This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. Today's episode is brought to you by T Public. Head over to the Animaniacast T Public store by visiting tpublic.animaniacast.com. You'll see a collection of Animaniacs, Pinky the Brain, Freakazoid, Tiny Toons, Star Wars, and Disney designs, all selected by host of this show. Stay tuned later in the show for a special offer for our listeners. And welcome, everybody, to episode 50 of the Animaniacast. So, twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, some creatures were stirring. Including a mouse. Tonight, my dear Pinky, our plan is unfurled. We'll steal Santa's sleigh and take over the world. Vane, you're a genius. You simply astound me. Ah! No! Brain's gonna pound me. Ho, 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 and welcome to the Animated Cast for another Christmas in June. Not July, but June episode of the Animated Cast. We are the only podcast that is dedicated to the animated series, The Animaniacs. Here we explore the series episode by episode, revisiting all of the cultural references and gags that we can find. And in the end, we give each episode a water tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother, Nathan. Ah, uh, Merry Christmas, Joey! <laughs> Merry early Christmas to you. And across the country in Georgia is Kelly. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Yes, we are... This is weird, being in the uh, having to be in the Christmas spirit this early. This is literally six months before most people get into the... the yeah. Spirit, but yeah, but I used to work retail at a home decorative store, and we would get Santa Clauses in in July. Oh my god! So we're still a little early for that, it's but pretty, that's... <laughs> it's pretty standard. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I know that's true. It's as soon now as as soon as after school sales are done, mm-hmm. they put out Halloween and Christmas stuff, and even, and a little bit of Thanksgiving thrown in there. But yeah. let's face it, they want to make sure they get as much, uh, you know atmosphere or most uh, coverage of their christmas uh, decorations yeah, and stuff even if you're possible. not buying christmas decorations they want you to think about buying christmas oh yes presents, exactly so. oh yeah that's coming up in a couple i'll, yeah, I'll have to I start can... making my list checking it twice anyway so today it's purely santa that's shopping <laughs> <laughs> oh okay that's, that's what santa thinks oh, oh. oh time for me to do that <laughs> so today we are talking about episode 50 which features the segments was the day before Christmas, Jingle Boo, the Great Wakarati, the holiday concert, Toy Shop Terror, and Yakko's Universe. Well, that's a lot of stuff. Uh, what are essentially two of those are kind of reruns? <laughs> but yeah. uh, what did you guys think about uh, this particular uh, Christmas or holiday episode, Nathan? It rhymed in one of the segments. It rhymed in one of the segments. <laughs> it was very Christmassy. <laughs> okay, I don't know. And generic uh, response. <laughs> generic response. Kelly, what about you? I, 
I'll say it, it was a very holly jolly episode. Nathan, when yes. did this episode first premiere? All right, so this episode premiered on the same day as last week's episode, which was December 6th, 1993. It was a Monday. But since I already talked about what happened on that day, I'll just tell you some other things that happened in December. So we had some cool movies released that year. Okay. Okay. So um, on uh, just a couple days later, we have Wayne's World 2 is released. Okay. And then after that, Schindler's List is released. Beethoven's. Yay! Beethoven's second, if you remember the second <laughs> Beethoven movie. Vaguely. All right, here's some on Christmas Day. Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. the Old Men, Tombstone, and What's Eating Gilbert Grape. All were released this year. All, so. all very good movies. I've never seen What's Eating Gilbert Grape. It's a good one. Oh, well, there yeah. you go. 1993 does have some good good movies. We have yeah. a we have a po- list was the movie that Spielberg won the Academy Award for. That's true. And he is he's not one his he's he not yet won a another academy award for director he did, did win for director for saving private ryan but that was the year that shakespeare in love won his right right uh. so that was the only year where uh, so but spielberg didn't get director this year it went to roberto benini didn't it or was that i'm trying to remember did did spielberg get both director and best picture for schindler's list or did yes. Okay, okay. Cause that... Yes, I, I remember that night like it was yesterday. <laughs> and, and the ceremony ended at 12.15 in the morning, Eastern Time, and there, there, was, there was crying. And, <laughs> and I, I think I injured myself. Um, and, uh, but yeah, no, he, he won, uh, and John Williams won for best score, and it was the most wonderful night on television ever. <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and talk about our first uh, segment, which I suppose is kind of Christmassy. Uh, first of all, we, yeah. we had the we had the intro once again with the snow going over it, uh, okay. and I always think like, oh, maybe they're going to have the variable verse be something different, like the Christmassy. It's a it's a snowy one. Yeah, and and, uh, and then they say Citizen Kaney yeah, because like it has a sled in the snow. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but the first. Uh, Song that we have say, right like, here, Candy Caney, Candy Caney. That'd be good. Oh See, well, I could be a writer on that. All right, get just you on, the get you on intros. the reboot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's go ahead and talk about our first song, which is "Slippin' on the Ice." "Slippin' on the Ice." Uh, the music was written by Mr. Richard Stone. The lyrics were by Tom Ruger, and the director was Rusty Mills. And basically, the Warners are singing a parody of Singing in the Rain. Uh, you know, especially the what a glorious feeling mm-hmm. and it, it, that have that kind of tune. And of course, instead, they're slipping on the ice. And whereas Gene Kelly was kind of swinging around lamp poles in a fun way, these the Warners are swinging on lamp posts trying to keep themselves from falling over. Yeah. Um, a cute thing. It looked very painful, especially when Dot says she broke her hip. Let your feet take a flip. I've broken my hip. Yep. <laughs> so, but a cute, quick song. Is there anything that you guys particularly liked about this uh, first song? This cri- not very Christmassy, but very wintry song. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, what about you? I liked the music. I thought it was really 
catchy. And, and I thought the lyrics were pretty clever. Yeah, it, it was. Um, it did have one short little reference, uh, which was the "I've fallen and I can't get up." Mm-hmm. I've fallen and I can't get up. That I remember as a kid was very uh, popular. That was a meme before memes existed. Oh yeah, totally. You just press this button and speak into the air and... I'm having chest pain. I'm calling paramedics and your family, Mr. Miller. I've fallen and I can't get up. We're sending help immediately, Mrs. Fletcher. Everyone said it. I mean, everyone on the schoolyard would go, I'm falling and I can't get up. Like, every, all the, the time. Yeah, it was bigger than what, Where's the Beef? That, <laughs> where's the Beef is the mid-80s, before you were even yeah, born, Nathan. But <laughs> Same kind of content. Old lady. And... Old lady saying something. But they ran that they were that they ran that life alert commercial yeah. way past that lady was here on Earth, I think. Oh yeah, I think so too. <laughs> that that lady will always be known as the I've fallen and I can't get up. And now I saw a, a more recent life alert commercial mm-hmm. and the I've fallen and I can't get up. It really didn't make you laugh. It was really like Look, people, this is serious. <laughs> we know. Stop laughing at Stop us. Stop laughing at old people who are falling on the floor. And it's, yeah, the last one I. I that said, really was a horrible thing to laugh at. It was just. Yeah. It, I don't know. It was just funny the way it was presented in the commercial or just it captured everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I have no idea. That's whatever. <laughs> anyway, so that is uh, slipping on the ice. Moving on to our next cartoon, the the big cartoon for this episode is Twas the Day Before Christmas. And Twas the Day Before Christmas was written by Randy Rogel and Tom Ruger, and it was directed by Rusty Mills. So Nathan... What happens in Twas the Day Before Christmas? So we have a Skippy and Slappy cartoon, I'm going to say, because it starts off with a Skippy and Slappy intro. Uh, Basically, Skippy is trying to sleep, I think, the day before Christmas, even, uh, the night before Christmas, and he wants uh, Slappy to read him a story. Turns out to be about the Warner Brothers and their day of Christmas Eve, and how Plots needs to find someone to give the Warners presents on the night of Christmas. Uh... Christmas, the night before Christmas, basically. Uh, Dr. Scratch-Sif won't do it because he did it last year. Uh, so he finds Ralph. Ralph is going to do it. And he does a pretty terrible job at it. Uh, falls through the ceiling, hurts himself. He's using the good feathers as uh, rain- reindeer. and But he does end up giving the uh, Warners their, birth- their Christmas gifts. And takes off. But uh, the real Santa is the hero, and he gives Christmas presents to, uh, like, everyone. <laughs> everyone, yeah. Chris- so. Yeah, the real Santa's thrown in at the end. Just He's to- like, oh, there's the real Santa there. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the whole thing rhymes, which is fun. So Yeah, the whole thing is, is uh, it's, it's a whole take on the, the night before Christmas. And so, yeah, it, it was cute. It some good gags and everything. Mm-hmm. Um First of all, I think it should be mentioned that this episode, they re-recorded it essentially live uh, in episode mm-hmm. 133 of Talkin' Tunes, which is the Rob Paulson uh, podcast. Oh, okay. And they re- they did it live, I think it was in front of the Hollywood Improv, and Sherry Stoner and Nathan Ruger uh, reprised their roles. 
uh, which is probably the highlight for me on this. Uh, we had Maurice LaMarche, Rob Paulson, Sherry Stoner, and Nathan Ruger all up there performing their parts live. And uh, there's, a, there's a really funny bit uh, between Sherry Stoner and Nathan Ruger. Skippy, you should have been asleep hours ago. I know I slap you, but I can't sleep. I keep hearing Santa's sleigh. Skippy, you should have been asleep hours ago. <laughs> I know, Aunt Slappy, but I can't sleep. I keep hearing Santa's sleigh. Skippy, what the hell happened to your voice? <laughs> I went through puberty 15 years ago, Aunt Slappy. <laughs> So very cute. You got to check out that. It is, uh, I would say, PG-13. So parents, Mm. I mean, it was taking place in a comedy club at night. This was not a family show. So if you want to, if you want to hear your Animaniacs voices uh, a little more adult, then uh, you could check that out. It's very funny. Now, when it comes to cultural references, there's not too much. I mean, she mentions uh, Sonny Tufts in this mm-hmm. one. You want to hear about the time I stuffed live piranha down the pants of Sonny Tufts? No, a Christmas story. Sonny was drinking eggnog at the time. Who was mentioned in the the Merlin episode. We had the, what was the one with Pinky and the Brain? I think it was episode 38, and it was uh, the dragon, the dragon, right? Or the, uh, no, it was the... the oh, yeah, it's a... Spellbound? Spellbound. I think, Spellbound. yeah, that was it. Spellbound. So in that one, Merlin mentions, like, Sonny Tufts, Sonny Bono, or maybe it was Sonny Bono, Sonny Tufts. Either way, uh, Sonny Tufts is an actor in the 1940s. He was in The Seven Year Itch. Um, and, you know, Slappy says, oh, for the love of Al Gore, um, <laughs> which coincidentally, it, since it's the early 90s, she says the love of Al Gore when she said the line again in... 2015 uh she said oh for the love of bernie sanders so Ah. she uh sherry stoner update the updated the line a little bit right there i thought that was cute um but really that's pretty much it there's not a lot of cultural references in this it's just a lot of funny little stuff what did did you guys think was there any moments that kind of stood out uh, for you in this uh twas the day before christmas uh kelly let's start with you i there there was michael keaton Batmobile. Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> uh, tonight, Mr. Keaton. He just gets to drive that off the lot. That was <laughs> pretty nice of them to yeah. do that. And then I liked um, Pinky and the Brains cameo. Yes. Because mm-hmm. they're going to, there's a whole subplot of them going to take over the, the world uh, dressed mm-hmm. up as Santa and an elf. Um, I don't know why they decided to start with the water tower, but, you know. I do like how the Warners really were excited for Christmas. Yeah, I like their signs. It was just like, the signs, presents here. <laughs> presents here. And they had like giant like uh, uh, Christmas uh, tree balls like hanging from the tower and, and everything. It, it, it looked, it's just nice to see them in the spirit, especially in California, which was like 90 degrees mm-hmm. or something like that. They said how it's not cold at all, uh, which it really isn't. It, it never snows in California, at no. least in the L.A. area. Uh, Nathan, what about you? Um, I liked how uh, the nurse was saying, like, why, why are we giving him presents if Santa's going to give him presents? <laughs> Just like, but why bring them presents when Santa will do? It's a clause in their contract. If we don't, they can sue. 
<laughs> I'm glad you thought of that. I'm glad you picked up on that line too. It's like, why give them presents when Santa will do? Because <laughs> yeah. if we don't, then they'll, they'll sue. sue. Yeah, that's just funny. And I'm like, wait, but then Santa did come at the end yeah. anyway. So if they didn't do anything... I think they just need a, a certain number of presents. Like, oh. So they need to make sure. They don't know if Santa's gonna, how many Santa will bring. So it's... Uh, Oh, sure. That's a good theory. Yeah. Just but, an insurance policy for right? the amount of presents that they promised. Because they're guaranteed like 30 presents. So it's like... <laughs> Okay, it was just nice to see, uh, you know, Dr. Scratch and Sniff and the nurse again, because mm-hmm. we haven't seen them for a while. It's been a few episodes yeah. without them. And the animation in this, really, this entire cartoon, all segments, is really good. Yeah. I mean, the animation is solid. Um, it it really holds up. So I think just a, a really cute Christmassy episode I, th- I could see myself uh, you know popping this back on when it is actually december <laughs> <laughs> but why wait well, uh, and, and yako did one of his good night everybody oh, oh that was a good one. Oh, the big <laughs> the big load one which yeah, drops his load <laughs> the stockings were hung so our names clearly showed in hopes this old santa would leave a big load good night everybody you know mindy and buttons Poor Buttons in this. Buttons has perhaps mm-hmm. one of the most the the more painful uh, injuries in this one, where he gets his uh, head like crushed on the automatic w- window as it's closing. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Okay, I love you. Bye bye. <laughs> I was like, how? Oh. Anyway, just there's not many uh, cartoon things that make me go ooh, but that that certainly did. Poor yeah, buttons. he didn't end up with a good... Like, Rude and Runt, they both got food yes. from Santa, so that was nice. <laughs> this way, two commercials. Hey, it wasn't my idea. Hi, everyone. This is Joey again with a special offer from our friends at Tee Public. This is the best place to go for original designs by artists who love the same stuff you do. Uh, with the rumors of an Animaniacs reboot in the air, Public will be temporarily discounting five different Animaniacs designs selected by the hosts of this show. That's right, five different designs in honor of the five seasons of Animaniacs. This week's design has been mentioned on the show before, and it is awesome. It is entitled Puff Maniacs, and it's an awesome mashup of the Warner Brothers and the Warner Sister with the Powerpuff Girls. The shirt is really awesome, it's cute, and it's a great way to show people on the street that you're a fan of the show. You can check it out by going to tpublic.animaniacast.com. And remember, by purchasing one of these designs, you're not only getting a unique piece of merch that those around you will envy, but you're supporting the artists who made the design and the Animaniacast as well. That's right, you'll be putting a little money into the Animaniacast tip jar. It's a win-win situation, people. <laughs> so check out the store once again by going to tpublic.animaniacast.com. And we thank you, Public, for your support. Well, let's move on over to Good Idea, Bad Idea. It's time for another Good Idea, Bad Idea. Uh, The Good Idea, Bad Idea for this episode was uh, Good Idea, singing Christmas carols to your neighbors. Uh, Bad Idea was singing Christmas carols to your neighbors on the 4th of July. 
<laughs> which I think would be fun to do that on the 4th of July. And it actually makes this episode almost, because we're pretty close. It's the 4th of July. We're much closer to 4th of July than Christmas. It's very true. <laughs> so don't sing 4th of July Christmas carols. One of the, the, the guy, the father on the, on the uh, doorstep there looked a lot like Elmira's dad. Uh, I, I noticed, but that's, you know, just an aside. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about Jingle Boo. All right, so Jingle Boo was written by Deanna Oliver, and it was directed by Greg Reyna. And Kelly, can you tell us what basically happens right here in Jingle Boo? Yes, uh, Jingle Boo is working as Santa Claus at the Marcy's department store. And all the kids and their parents are in line to, to tell Santa what they want for Christmas. And a couple of kids go up and, and they tell him what they want. And he has this little slide and, and gives them the toys. And they're so excited. And then the next kid in line is like, no, he's, he's a chicken. I'm scared of him. He'll peck my eyes out. <laughs> and um, they uh, all the, the moms in line are like, your kid's got problems. He needs some therapy. And they're making fun. And the kid gets put up on um, on Santa and uh, he pulls off his beard and his disguise and of course Chicken Boo is a giant chicken so then everybody starts fleeing and the manager comes out and fires him and um, you know kicks him and he goes flying through the air and he manages to land in Santa Claus's sleigh and Santa Claus says that they're going to give him a happy ending because it's Christmas and so the elves are singing, and they fly off into the the sky. <laughs> Chicken Boo, just this once, because it's Christmas, we're giving you a happy ending. Dashing through the snow, with a chicken and a sleigh, o'er the fields we go, clacking all the way, clack, 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 bells and chicken feet ring, making spirits bright, what fun it is to ride and sing a chicken song tonight. Jingle Boo, Jingle Boo. You know, Chicken Boo has a has a Christmas with Santa Claus, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is uh, this was a, a neat uh, Chicken Boo. Uh, mm-hmm. Number one, yeah, because Chicken Boo does get a, a little a different song at the end and a, a happier ending for him. Although he did look a little scared and confused when he first got in that sled. Yeah, I was like, is this a happy ending? <laughs> he doesn't look that happy right now, <laughs> but eventually he does start smiling and singing. Uh, but I think this is perhaps our, our biggest uh, contribution from Colin, a.k.a. the Randy Beeman kid, mm-hmm. who is the one sitting on Santa's lap. He's the one that knows he's a chicken. Yes. So because he knows about Piranha Cat and he knows about all these weird things. He knows yeah. certainly that it's possible. The stories that Randy Beeman or the stories Colin could tell about the one time he went to... <laughs> to marcy's not macy's i would love to for him to come out like one time is that marcy's yeah Yeah, it's one time it's not about randy beam it's about him um (laughs) okay what movie did you guys think of when you saw this segment a christmas story yep a christmas story i like the wizard of oz (laughs) (laughs) i like the tin man come on up come on up Ho, 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 ho,
What's your name, little boy? Yeah, it was very similar to the whole thing with Ralphie going to see uh, Santa and getting freaked out mm-hmm. uh, at Santa Claus and just that that little thing where they do a upshot at uh, at Chicken Boo's face was very similar to the shot of Santa in a Christmas story going yeah. ho ho ho. The one kind of reference to another cartoon I I saw in this Chicken Boo cartoon was the little girl that sat in his lap mm-hmm. uh, was it looked like Cindy Lou Who uh, and she you know that from the Grinch oh okay yes uh, and she had a baby go burp mm-hmm. which I thought was funny and gross but mostly funny yeah I want a baby go burp for Christmas please oh my Santa <gasps> oh thank you Santa you're the best Santa in the world mommy mommy look it's I don't know. We, we got either 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 one of you uh, remember being scared of Santa Claus at all as a kid? No. I see pictures of myself being very scared. Yeah, of Santa, that's true. So. I, I don't think I was ever scared. I don't have one picture of me being scared by Santa. I was very, it, I was very obsessed with Santa Claus as a kid. I I I thought that while all my friends were saying Santa Claus isn't real, I held out hope very long that Santa. Uh, was and, you know, as we and all you, know, he he is real, right? For yeah, all, and you were able listening. to keep, get all those presents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. While your friends exactly. were like not it, getting, yeah, presents. exactly. Hey, I will believe in Santa as long as the presents keep coming. I believe, right. hey, believe whatever you say. Maybe they let chickens play Santa in Arkansas, but that's not how we do things here in New York City. Uh, I like that. Uh, people are more forgiving in Arkansas than New York City. <laughs> yeah, apparently you be, if you if you are a chicken you could become Santa in Arkansas. Yeah, I thought maybe that Santa was going to take him to Arkansas. I thought that would have been a happy <laughs> Let's ending. Let's go back to Arkansas. <laughs> people Where don't care as you much. You can be anything you what? want to be <laughs> in Arkansas. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and talk about the next segment, which is the Great Wakarati, the holiday concert. So, The Great Wakarati, the holiday concert, was written by Tom Ruger. It's directed by Jeffrey. I'm going to. Oh, there we go. Jeffrey de Grandis. Or de Grandi? Perhaps it's French. I don't know. The Grandis. The Grandis. The Grandest of all Jeffreys. <laughs> uh, and the music is adapted by Russell Brower. Uh, the Great Wakarati in this is basically uh, he burps his way through jingle bells. Mm-hmm. And. That's pretty much it. If it, you've seen other Great Wackerati. Yeah, you probably see this. Just yeah. imagine burping to Jingle Bells. Uh, I, it was the same animation that we've seen before. Mm-hmm. It was just a different song and different burps put together. Yep. Um, I don't really know what really else to say about this, guys. Then it kind of grossed me out a little bit there and my was, wife I didn't really think it was that funny yeah there was burping in the last segment too and then in this and then I was like okay that's enough burping and then I'm like oh and here's some more burping like, okay <laughs> so what did you guys think of the great wakarati anything of note that you liked or what it's, it's too much like the other ones to... yeah <laughs> I don't really know what to say about I, it I just like the facial expressions I, I get a kick out of that yeah and I, I love that he says excuse me at the end <laughs> it's a fun uh, 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 u
excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Next one is another good idea, bad idea. And this good idea, bad idea, the good idea is finding Easter eggs on Easter morning. Mm -hmm. Very good idea. However, the bad idea is finding Easter eggs on Christmas morning. Because they would be smelly, I guess. They're smelly. But if you hard boil them, I think they'd... Though they still are pretty bad. I think, yeah, you don't want to find... I like finding Easter eggs on DVDs. (laughs) Oh! (laughs) Uh... Yeah, that's one thing you don't get in streaming videos anymore, people. Yeah, you don't get those Easter eggs on the menus. Yeah, I bet kids don't even know what we're talking about. Maybe, maybe not. Hey, hey, kids, go to uh, your old Star Wars DVDs. Type in one one three eight on the uh, (laughs) on the uh, remote uh, options or something. Mm -hmm. I think, and then you can see the bloopers. Ah. Or you can just go to YouTube and watch that too. Exactly. So whatever. Uh, Easter eggs are just YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why go through the trouble when somebody else did it and put it on YouTube already? Um, yeah. One more good idea, bad idea. Any any thoughts on this one, guys? Any stinky egg stories to share? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> well, let's wrap it all up then. Let's go to toy shop terror. Scary title mm. for a Christmas thing. So, Toy Shop Terror was written by Tom Minton and it was directed by Jenny LaRue and Dave Marshall. And Nathan, mm. uh, can you tell us what the heck happens here in uh, Toy Shop Terror? Uh, the Warners are causing a muck. Yes. In a toy store. They're uh, playing around with all the toys, and I guess the toy store owner uh, mm-hmm. devises up a plan to send a, this robot to get them. Like, So it's like this, I don't know what he's going to do, but it's a scary robot. So they're trying to run away from him, and they're attacking the robot. And it's all uh, silent, basically, right? I think they say some things at the very end of the cartoon but uh it's all yeah they say that this is what they really wanted or something yeah so but it's all to music i guess it's the the powerhouse powerhouse song which coincidentally is the music that we do on the Catherine page uh rundown music when you're thing so there you go i love it uh (laughs) (laughs) so they eventually beat up the robot and then they hand it back to the toy store owner who shakes his fist or something and they run out so yeah, the old man right there looked a lot like the, you know, the old man in like Betty Boop cartoons mm-hmm. and old Fleischer yeah. cartoons, and he was. It, it really seemed like this one was going off of a 1930s ish uh, style yeah. of a of a cartoon. I mean, even the title slide says, you know, Warner Brothers Studio presents Yakko, Wacko, and Dot in Toy Shop Terror. I was a little disappointed that they didn't go all out and. Like make white? it black and white or it could have been easily a black and white yeah I, I think it almost I think I I don't know if it would have worked any better but I think I would have uh, appreciated it a little bit more but I would just assume or they could have done it colored like Technicolor kind of like yeah where it is <laughs> and that would have been I don't know if that would have been more expensive you know because right. it's like you are dealing it's it's almost like to me it's like just do it in your normal color or do it black and white right. with the red noses uh, either way I mean it was a it was a cute cartoon. I I do like this song. It's in another Looney Tunes and uh, stuff. I I play the Spike Jones and the City Slickers, or uh, they have a version which I play on the show from time to time during a, a Catherine Page rundown. But I, I don't know. What do you guys think, Kelly? Any any thoughts on this uh, 
Toy Story. Uh, I'm gonna say Toy Story Terror. Toy Shop. <laughs> toy Shop Terror. I, don't know, toy Story I, I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, the uh, it was just it was just this fun little little segment where they were you know running around the the toy store and the the big scary robot was a little freaky. Yeah, it, it was good animation. I mean, there was like a few. I, I mean, there was like a, a part or two that I thought, "Ooh, that looks kind of cool." Like mm-hmm. when each one r- races down a, a different aisle and they all have to, you know, to try to get away from the robot. And uh, I don't know. I liked I liked how the old man was listening to all the stuff going yeah, on with his little, little cone, mm-hmm. and it would always flash back up to him, and he was doing like the same simple movement over and over again. <laughs> very sim- very similar to uh, cartoons in the 1930s. You know, how they were just kind of repeat stuff to the beat um overall uh, just a, a decent cartoon nothing necessarily fantastic about it yeah, but it was but decent. catchy music and everything it's just kind of fun to uh, this toy isn't suitable for children under three actually we're looking for a doll that goes potty you got one uh... Well, speaking of catchy music, we'll wrap it up with just a few more thoughts on Yakko's Universe. Now, Yakko's Universe, this is just a repeat, folks. Yeah, it's the same exact. (laughs) If you want to see our full thoughts on uh, Yakko's Universe, uh, you can go to episode three, where we actually talk, you know, as in-depth as we can, I think. Yeah, talk about Mickey Rooney and all that. Yeah, Mickey Rooney. There's a lot of good (laughs) stuff about him and Pete's Dragon and all that stuff. In episode three of our show, in case you haven't uh, heard that yet, so go back and check that. But uh, any other little thoughts that you want to put on for Yakko's Universe, guys? Before we wrap things up, it's like Christmas because it's winter. <laughs> yeah, other than it being like kind of jingle belly sounding, there really wasn't any connection to uh, to anything Christmassy, was there? Not really. No, and especially the message of you know, like you're insignificant and everything like that yeah. doesn't really what. But it's it's a big universe and it's ours, so yes, that's, it's good. Sure. Tell that to the aliens on the other side of the right. universe. They might disagree with the Animaniacs. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go on to uh, our water tower rating. So, guys, what do you think? Out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give this, our second Christmas Animaniacs segment. Let's start with... <laughs> I forgot I'm supposed to ask somebody. <laughs> okay, let's start with Nathan. How many would you give? I'm going to give it three and a half water towers. Ooh, okay, how many? Why? How many? <laughs> how many? Three, three and, and a half, half water towers. Oh, okay. How many again? <laughs> three and a half oh, right. water that towers. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Why, Nathan? <laughs> well, because I like that first segment a lot. Um, it seemed like there was a lot of things in it, which I liked, but like nothing in it, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like if I could cut out that wacko Roddy, I think I might give it more. Really? Yeah. But other than that, I liked, there was a bit of filler in this one, Yeah, but I'm like, I like Yakko's universe a lot, Yeah. so I'm not going to discount it. All right. All right. And Kelly, what about you? I'll give it three stars. I mean, um, water towers. <laughs> okay. Um, just because it's 
it's cute and um, had a lot of different segments and everything. Um, it's just not one of my overwhelmingly favorite episodes, but I do really like Yakko's universe. All right. So I'm going to give it three as well. I really like the first uh, uh, Twas the Day Before Christmas, and then the rest of the cartoon just kind of, you know, teeter, peters off and... It's, I, I still like it. It's just, it's not fantastic. So it's a solid three uh, rating for me. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and head over to our announcer right now, uh, who is going to not only give us the poll results from last week, but also give us the poll for this week. Ooh. Hello again. This is your announcer with another Animaniacast poll result. Listen as we ask. Is Ralph Jr. really adopted? Hashtag Animaniacs. Hashtag Animaniacast poll. 43% said, nope, he was just joking. But 57% said, yes, he was adopted. So I'm sorry, Ralph the God, you are not the father. Well, now it's time for this week's poll. Listeners, we are asking you, which Animaniacs holiday episodes are the best? We have Halloween ones, such as Dracula, Dracula, Frankenrunt, and the episode, of course, where they went to visit Satan. There's, of course, a Thanksgiving episode of Animaniacs, where they defend a poor defenseless turkey from a mean old pilgrim. And, of course, there's the latest two episodes of Animaniacs featuring, well, lots of Christmas-themed things. So, which of those is your favorite? Head over to twitter.com slash Animaniacast, or simply search on Twitter for hashtag AnimaniacastPoll. I'll see you next week, maybe... All right, so yes, you can head on over to twitter.com slash Animaniacast or simply search on Twitter for hashtag poll to check that poll out and make your voice heard. Nathan, Kelly, where can people get in contact with you online if they'd like to say hi or Merry Christmas or whatever? Nathan. Oh, well, this is a good question. I uh, I suppose Twitter? They can oh, do Twitter. Okay. I'm on Twitter, DjangoFT. That's me. Okay. And Kelly, what about you? I'm on Twitter as well, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S, or email me at kelly at bigshinyrobot.com. All right. And uh, you can get in contact with the Animaniacast as well on Twitter and on Facebook. And uh, let's see, we're also on RetroZap.com. You can give us an email, which is animaniacast at retrozap.com, or simply go over to animaniacast.com, which will take you directly to the Retrozap Animaniacast archives. Ooh. And you can see all of our previous episodes. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever podcast player you use. And uh, feel free to give us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever they call it right now. And while you're over there, hey, why not subscribe to the RetroZap podcast feed? You can, you can subscribe to that, and you can not only get the Animaniacast, but you can also 
easily get access to every single RetroZap podcast there is, such as the ArgaCast, Beltway Banthas, Brews and Blasters, Classic Marvel Star Wars Comics, The Deuce Cast Movie Show, Dunecast, Kanata's Castle, The Sandcrawler, Skywalking Through Neverland, we have Starship Sabres and Scoundrels, Talking Apes TV, Techno Retro Dads, The Trade Federation, and We Know Nothing, which Nathan was surprised to hear over at Phoenix Comic Con that that was a Game of Thrones podcast, mm-hmm. which he explained to me what We Know Nothing means. Cause yeah, I was I don't, like... I don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's a really great show. And I was just like, oh, I thought that was something about Star Wars. <laughs> no, we have more than just Star but Wars now stuff. now I know, and I know why it's called You Know Nothing. There so. you go. So they have... Jon uh, Snow. Yeah, over at RetroZap, just pretty much all your nerdy stuff. So there you go. Uh, well, with that, for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying goodnight, everybody. Goodnight. Goodnight. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. He sprang to his sleigh and signaled the flock. Ah, uh, giddy up, birdies! Then they dropped like a rock. 